0: What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle from Magpie Twenty Four Seven in Episode Five of the Magpie Twenty Four Seven podcast. Um, we're still looking through those names, by the way. And uh, just as a disclaimer from the last, from Part One of Keep Ourself, if the audio is slightly down, it's because with me, with me laptop um i couldn't find me headphones or at least a pair of headphones i could work uh once i finished once we finished part one i went and got the headphones for part two uh well i found them in any way but um yeah so if the audio is better fantastic but i'm joined joined by Paul as always and in part two we're going to be going through the midfield and the strikers and then eventually the manager and um, so we're expecting it to be around 40 minutes to an hour so grab a coffee, grab a cup, uh, grab a can of coke whatever you want to drink or whatever you want to uh, maybe get some biscuits with it as well Um, not sure if you're a biscuit man Paul but I'd go for digestive myself no, milk chocolate digestive just to be clear uh, yeah, you, you, can't you can't do it wrong
1: there, you can't do wrong I mean in this house You struggle sometimes to get hold of a biscuit with two little ones (laughs) uh, running about who are biscuit obsessed, yard. but yeah, there's nothing wrong with the odd uh, digestive or two. That is for certain. Nice nice cup of coffee, biscuit, sit back, relax, and uh, hopefully agree to everything that we say. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely everything, um, from from calling up to the best player on the planet to to Andy Carroll should get a five-year contract. Everything you should agree oh, with yeah, yeah. on Magpie twenty-four-seven. But uh, we'll just get straight into it, um, Paul. We'll start with uh with the older of uh, the the longstaff brothers in Sean. Um, he hasn't had the best seasons has Sean. He's kind of struggled here and there. He picked he picked up a little bit of a knock in the middle part of the season and. Yeah, it's it's just been a harder season for him. I think expectations were way too high for him, and uh, I think under a new manager under Bruce, I think he's really struggled this season. Uh, I'm gonna give him a four. I mean, as a fellow any 29 lad, I'll I'll run to the I'll run to the moon and back for this bloke, but um, he hasn't had the greatest of seasons. But I would keep him. And the reason I would keep him is because he's a fantastic player. He's shown in glimpses as a number 10, what he can do. He's played two games at number 10 for Newcastle, two assists and two goals. So I think he's um, well worth playing there next season, for sure. If um, we pick up a knock to Miggy or something like that, I think he's definitely a capable number 10. How do you feel on, Sean, this season, Paul? Uh,
1: First of all, before I start, I think Sean Longstaff is is mint. I mean, the first season, he did fantastic. He got injured down at West Ham, I think. We were okay. we were down there, we saw him get injured. He hasn't gone back to the same level. Bearing in mind, he was linked to uh, big money moves to uh, Manchester clubs. He was linked for uh, an England call-up. So that was pretty high praise indeed in the high starting point. Uh, you know, from Sean, he was doing magnificent display after magnificent display. Uh, Pep down at Man City said he was literally, you know, unplay- unplayable. Um, but I think since the change in management, there has been a bit of a drop. We don't know whether the contract situation with Maddie is playing into this, you know, because they've always been, you know, together throughout the team's work on the way up. Has that had an issue? Possibly his injury record this season hasn't been the greatest, but to be fair, He's, he, you know, his, his goals against, uh, you know, in the cup against was it Oxford, and then his goal as well against uh, Bournemouth. Quality, and he has shown that quality in little glimpses. I think forced a little bit harsh on him uh, because he hasn't really had a consistent run. But he's nowhere near what he was before last season. You would have been talking about uh, uh, probably an eight out of ten, uh, and a definite, definite keep. I still think he is a keep. Uh, I still think he's got a big future on Tyneside. Hopefully, we can get his contract situation sorted out as well. We'll touch on Matty shortly. Um, but I think I would have gone with, with a with a five, with a note that he will definitely improve in the future. And I would definitely be keeping him. Um, because, because there is a player in there. There is a player in there. And he's got that yeah. connection to uh, the terraces as well. And it's fantastic when he plays well and, you know, everybody's singing. Sean Longstaff is one of our own and everything. There's not a better sight, uh, you know, to see. He's a local lad, doing good, doing well. Um, he has just been missing a little bit of his mojo. But who knows? Take over. You don't know whether Rafa could even come back. I know this has been recorded a couple of days prior to you getting it. So there may be developments on that. I don't know. But you don't know which
0: one. Fingers You
1: don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know I've always championed Rafa Benitez. Uh, I think he's uh, our best no manager, uh, you know what I mean, since uh, since Bobby loved Rafa. And Rafa seemed to get on really, really uh, well with, um, you know, Sean. There was interest in him from Rangers. I think um, Stephen Gerrard's come out recently and been joking and stuff on. But he's he's got a finishing in him. I think he's looked really good in the number 10 position. He's got a goal in him. He's got a pass in him. He's hard. He can be hard-working. I think we need to get him in the right position in this team to get the very, very best
0: out yeah, of him, but big absolutely. season for him next season. Pete. Yeah, I, I do agree, mate. We've got to keep him bad. I I think a four or five out of ten is, is more than fair for Sean. He, yeah. He's had a couple of decent performances, but um fairly inconsistent, a fairly frustrating season for Sean. But obviously he'll know that, you know. Um very high expectations set of Davy, he's dad. Uh, hockey manager for Whitley Bay Warriors. He's played all over the, played all over Europe for them. Uh, and Matty and Sean's been with them, but uh, with them for 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 well all their life basically, all of life, cause their life because it's a dad obviously. But uh, they've they've obviously grown known the pressures of what's like what it to see a professional athlete. So they know the standards. If they're playing shit, he'll definitely tell them. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, Davy. David Longstaff throughout his hockey career and stuff, he was what he was one of the best. So, yeah, the stand-up won't drop. Um, and if it does, you will let them know. That's for sure. But uh, I uh, expect and, What, Paul?
1: Uh, as, as I keep getting reminded as well, uh, although, despite, obviously, their northeast routes, roots, I always get ribbed, bearing in mind, obviously, I'm married to a last from South Yorkshire, that they were yeah. born in South Yorkshire, uh, born down in uh, Rotherham. I think it was, um. Yeah. So I always get I always get ribbed about that. So, uh, yeah. Big shout out. I mean, we, we love you know that it's been like a fairy tale rise, hasn't it, for Sean Longstaff? Uh, and he's still very much embedded in the local community. Obviously, up in hashtag NE29. Um, still very very grounded, and I think he'll know himself. He has not a great season, but he's capable of so much more, as we saw Absolutely. the previous yeah. season in Rafa's last season. Uh, last season. So I would have said a five. A keep and I can do get better because, as I said before with Fabian Cher, uh, form is temporary, class is permanent, and he is class.
0: There yeah, is a player there. yeah, totally agree. Uh, Larry what you think regarding Sean for next season, in uh, whether it's on social media or comments or whatever it may be, just let we know uh, what you think of all the players this season if you just want to. But uh, the next one, well, I'm not expecting this to be a good one, but it's uh, it's Nabil. Bentaleb, one of the oh, three loanees brought in. And uh, yeah, we spoke what Rose in the last one and we opted not to keep Rose. Uh, but for Bentaleb, it'd be more the same. Um, I don't want to be too negative, I'm sure. He's a lovely lad, but um, he's got to be one of the worst centre midfielders I've ever seen in a black white shirt. Um, There's I, been I some
1: trade, Kyle. There's it,
0: been some um, trade. I, I, I realise that, but like honestly, I just... I think he's so poor in so many um so many areas of the game where he needs to be strong and where competition around him is strong. Um, I think he's very lazy off the ball. Uh, that's the worst one for me, where people just beat him and he just kinda of just mazally jogs. Yet when we brought him in, I was I thought, yeah, it's a good sign and he's he should experience it Spurs. Yeah, he was and like, but I, I he, scored. Always, he scored. against us. He did in the five. I think the were five in you know, the White Hart Lane. Um, oh, absolutely destroyed but, us, man! And he looked a right player. What the hell's
1: happened to him? And it was it Germany we got him from.
0: Shall go got him from on loan.
1: Oh, God! Have been that. Our pants down for that deal, did they not? i
0: goodness heart, but there's not, me! There's a there's an option to bring him in at uh, eight point <laughs> five million. But uh, he's apparently demanded, demanded, demanded. We'll just say demanded, ninety five grand a week to play for this club, and that is for me. I mean, I always maintained that it would be a, it would, it would be it's, it's a, it's a hard one on Matty Long stuff because I thought I've always thought he was when he was brought in it would hinder the progression of Matty Long stuff, and it has, uh, most definitely, and Bentaleb. For me, I can't give him any higher than a 4 or 10. And I think 4 out of 10 is being oh, down. Oh, you
1: know what really. um, I mean, Literally, how, how much... You give uh, Lazar in the previous episode 1 out of 10, yeah? And he's done more than Lazar, you've got to admit that. Yeah. But to me, he's a 2 or a 3 out of 10. I'd have probably said a 2 out of 10. He's one of the worst performers who's been in the team this season. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it, it's like a shit stain. Yeah, on your he's. pants, it's that It's that bad, it's it, it's embarrassing, it's awful, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not taken away from the fact he's probably a lovely person before everybody gets on under me like, you know, normally happens <laughs> when I, I give strong opinions, but he might be a lovely lad, he might be a great family man, he might be this, that and the other, you know, he might do loads of charity work, I'm no doubt he does, but judging him purely upon what I've seen on the park, he's one of the most laziest fuckers I've seen play for Newcastle in a hell of a long time. We've had some clowns play in the middle of that park. Think of your Des Hamildons, right? We've had some lazy chuffers. Um, you know, we've had the McLeans of the world. I have seen some tripe sign for Newcastle and play and manage to con a living and con money. But you've he anyone's
0: £95,000 per week. It would that make him, it, he would it would make him the highest earner. So no, you consider it, like trans. Alan St. Maximin and into Bravka, no, nah. uh, Bentaleb nah. is not even close. And I and I swear to God, if Steve Bruce agrees and Lee Charnley agrees and, to and, knock gives, him out. and and gives and gives Bentaleb a full time contract, shows Matty the door and gives and makes him the highest earner. I swear to God, they will be. There'll be a very long podcast of a very angry version of myself going on and on about this about this because honestly, I don't think like I don't mean to be disrespectful, like but I, I don't think Ben Taleb is worth eight point five pound a week, let alone eighty five grand. I, I, I mean, um, totally,
1: totally disrespectful. I mean to be as disrespectful as you can be. He's absolutely shite, capital everything. <laughs> He is dog-shite. He can't put a shift in. He's a midfielder who can't tackle. Again, can he pass? No. Has he got a goal on him? No. Has he got a shot him? Oh, in him? A in a pre-season, in a warm-up game? That is it. Um, Again, against no,
0: Newcastle, no. ironically.
1: Yeah, not, not, not for me. Not for me in a million years. 95 grand. Like you say, he's not worth 95 pence. I wouldn't have him licking stamps. Nah, nah, move on to the next one. He's he's useless. Two out of ten, and, and just send back. You wouldn't get any money from. him.
0: Send I think him we I've had our pants think, down with that. I think everyone listening. Well, I don't know if everyone. I kind of speak for them, but if you're listening, let us know what you would you would give Ben eleven in terms of a score. I think we can all agree that um, we won't be uh, we, that we wouldn't resign him uh, for reasons of like competition being fairly better. But um, I I kind of give him any higher than a four. Like any, I uh, I could probably be argued down to three. But I think two is like. Well, we'll meet in the middle and we'll levels. say
1: will say will say three out of ten. Right, right. There's okay. no way he's ruined Matty's chances of getting a contract. Let's be honest, he's ruined it by coming in, uh, and he'll probably do the same with down there uh, who We'll get to shortly. am I'm, I'm assuming, um, yeah. but not for me. He's one of the worst laziest buggers that I have seen pull on your Newcastle shirt in a long time. And there's no way in a month of Sundays that, that our club should be paying that oxygen thief 95 grand a week. You are having a laugh?
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I totally agree that I wouldn't be giving him any, anything close to that. I, I wouldn't give him a contract to be honest, because we talked about um passengers in regards to Flurry the June in the last episode. And uh yeah, I, I don't think we're gonna afford that again. Um on the next one though, and John Joe Shelvy he's actually had a really good season. Uh, he's with his top goal scorer, which is a good thing and depressing at the same time with a lowest, lowest record in history of a merely six. But he's he's had a good season, he's scored some good goals, he's had some good performances, and it's probably the most consistent he's been since the championship season. And many thought he wouldn't be in in, as a Newcastle player, and many thought Fulham, when he scored that goal against Fulham, that was going to be his last game because many thought Rafa would have stayed on and um, Shelby would have been out the door. But under new manager, yeah, West Ham won him every season. But um, yeah, it's a he's had a good season, I think he's a well worthy uh, seven out of ten for me. And there is still a couple of performances where you think, uh. I, 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 no, I can't, I can't give him seven, man. No, what am I doing? I, I'll give him an eight out of ten. I think he's on, on the par with with the defenders who have done well. He's a top goal yeah. scorer. And he's had a good couple of assists as well. And he's been that creative presence in the middle of the park. When look, he look, look at played, that
1: Sheffield United completely... game, Kyle. That, that, yeah. that epitomised him. He is the only player in our team who would have scored that goal because he switched on and he's thinking he's straight away tapping... The side of his head, and no, I'm thinking. I am thinking. I'm putting it into practice. He scored that goal. That was a crucial, crucial goal in a crucial game to get a crucial win down in South Yorkshire uh, against Sheffield United. And he's the only one who would have uh, would have done that. He's got a he's got a he's got a match winning performance in him. Look at look at the uh, the city goal. Look at that. Yeah, That is goal. a thing of beauty. That one, that takes some skill. You know, the De Bruyne, it was De Bru- yeah, it was De Bruyne, who's got that absolute Um, You know, and then to do an equaliser like that, to stay switched on and just to tell, uh, I think it was Atsu, just roll it into me, that, that i not defending the edge of the box. He spots things like that consistently, you know, and and produces moments of magic. He's got the Hollywood balls, left, right and centre. We all know the ball is beautiful. Um and he's a he's a great player. I thought he was off, and it just seems he's really flourished on under the sort of nurturing approach of, of Steve Bruce. Um he's really benefited from the change of manager. He has. Um and I, I I would I would have said an eight out of ten, I think he's at least akin to um Jamal Lasells, and he's one of the first names on the team sheet. He's scored oh, wow. goals, some great goals for us. Uh, and obviously, he's had a few injuries here and there, but he stepped up and he's been captain when he needs to be as well. And again, yeah, model uh, professional on the pitch and off the pitch as well.
0: Yeah, he's. I think he's. I think he's been the biggest um, uh, with the way the man management is under Steve Bruce. I think he's profited the most out of any other player out of, under Steve Bruce. So I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Shelby, 8 out of 10 and most definitely after this season, keep, keep. But um yeah, we'll move on to Dan I now, as you mentioned um before. And um I think I think with Baleza he's had a really good couple of seasons at Rotherham. Actually no, it was Rotherham and then before that I think he was playing he was playing for someone in League One. I think it was that written Stanley, who would eh? Hey? but um <laughs> no <nah. laughs> but um nah he's he's had a good couple of seasons and I think he deserves a chance in preseason to prove his worth this is I was on about this with Steve Bruce though. Like When we were confirmed safe after that Sheffield United win, he should have been playing these kids to give them a chance and be like, right, what can you do in the Premier League? Because after that, once you've played them a couple of times and you know what kind of player you've got, you know where to keep them or sell them. So it's all good us talking about. But if we had those performances to go off, we would know what they're like at Premier League level because there was a lot of those games where Newcastle players look disinterested, um, and on the beach as the phrase would go, there was a lot of players like that. Obviously, there's a couple in the team that aren't like that, like your Matt Ritchie's and your LaCells and and those type of players that aren't. Yeah, the, they are not like that, but there there the, the are a couple of there are there were a couple of players like your Ben we mentioned before, oh. or even um, or Jolen in the summer to some aspect, um, towards the end of the season. Uh, in particular, where they just didn't look very interested, and it's like, yeah, uh, for me, I, I think Baldy's. I deserved a chance. Then the likes of Young and that also deserved a chance, and the likes of Tom Allen and stuff as well. Um, it was just, the perfect deserved chance, deserved Kyle. Chance. It was. It was. And, because uh, there's was... no
1: fans in the stadium, like it, it's like it's like uh, putting you dipping your toe into the bath just to see whether it's too hot or if it's just right. It would have been the perfect like halfway house, you've not got intimidating crowds, large crowds or nothing like that, but it's still a step up in terms of competition against the opposition you're playing against. So it would have been um, a, a progressive, a nice little step up. Can you do it in um, you know, in a Premier League situation? And then you try them um, as well obviously this season, when hopefully there'll be fans back, and then see whether you can do it week in, week out, but it would have been a nice step up and we could have learned. And I said as well, once we were safe, we should be starting to learn things yeah. about ready for next season. And Bruce, we'll get on to Bruce later, but he didn't take that opportunity to to learn something about his squad. We don't know whether we've got to play there or not. But all I can say is from the people that I know down in Botherham, they speak very, very highly of him. Again, fantastic professional, good guy. Does lots for their charitable courses and stuff down there around the club, and they're very much a community club, Rotherham. I know I've, I've, I've managed teams on Rotherham's pitch, actually. Um, so I know they do a lot in the community and a lot of good stuff. Uh, on the park, he said he's been literally the player to watch. Um, you know, the fantastic stadium that they've got down there, the New York Stadium, good training facilities and stuff like that. Long gone are the days when they used to play over the road at uh, Um <laughs> And the stadium used to be pretty crap, to be honest. Uh, but everybody i spoke to has said, you know, he's ready for at least the championship, if not the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, like you said, big pre-season ahead of him. Get him in, see what he can do. We could have done this and learned a, bit, a little bit more about him at the end of last season. Bruce didn't take the um, the chance and, and now we've got to do it in pre-season. But I think he, he's, he's been decent. It's hard to give him a score because obviously he's been down at Rotherham. But he's yeah. a definite keep. He's a definite keep. So he'd be a non-applicable and then um,
0: keep. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so we'll just give him a non-applicable. If you want to give him a score in the comments, give him a score. Um, why not? But uh, I would say definitely keep Dan Butler as so. Or Dan Ball is or Dan Ballers, or I don't know what to call him. But I'm sure I'll find out from commentators next season when he gets that big chance. But um, on to what I think is the unsung hero of Newcastle United, um, Isaac Hayden. Now, Ro- I'm going to tell- take you on a bit of a story. I mean, I think it was January last year, we played Blackburn in the Cup. And um, he was shite that day. Uh, he was really, really bad. Uh, There was so much going on about his future. He had that red card in the same season against Cardiff, away from home in a 0-0 draw. There was so much going on with him. I think he wanted away. He had that poor performance. And I happily said, on camera, (laughs) that if it was the last game that he played for Newcastle United, I would have been, been quite happy to see him out on his way after that game. However, he stuck it out. Things got better on the personal side, and he explained why he wasn't happy at Newcastle United and regarded regarded his baby girl, his daughter, which is more understandable when you come about it the right way. Um, But things have improved on that front. He he stayed on at Newcastle under Steve Bruce, a manager that he did. He played under at Hull on loan when he was there from Arsenal, Um, and he's really played well for Bruce, I think. I think he's been he's be, he's just been a fantastic professional all season. He's not one of these players that was on the beach. or Anything like that he gives a hundred percent every single game. His tackles are absolutely sublime. His timing is for, well, for a we got Yeah, we definitely did, and I think um, from a defensive midfielder point of view, I don't think we've had better probably since uh, Czechio either. the late you up it for me that's a that's a big compliment because uh, Tioti, when he was here. Rest God rest his soul. Um, just a just a fantastic player and professional throughout. And um, before he before he went to go to China, but um, yeah, Isaac Hayden for me. I'm gonna give him uh, an eight out of ten. But in fact, no, I'm gonna give him a nine out of ten. I think he's been brilliant. When we've not had Isaac Hayden in that midfield, we've looked discombobulated all over. Uh, defensively, just sits in front of the defense and sweeps the shit up. And I've said this for a long time now, but I would. If the likes of Declan Rice and um, and Derek Dyer and people like this so are getting considered for England, I think Isaac Hayden should be in there as well. Because I think, well, I think we all defen- know
1: why though, don't
0: we? Uh, of course, south of Manchester, but and, anywhere south of Manchester and it gets considered. But um, no, in all seriousness, I think Hayden on, a defend- on the defensive side of the game, where I think England do need a bit of protection in front of the defence because you've got Rice, who's more of a technical midfielder, uh, can obviously play defensively as well, but I don't think as well. Uh, you've got Eric Dyer, who I think is very overrated to be fair, and I, th- I think Hayden would, would do a job. I'm not saying starter, because I don't think he's good enough to start in front of Jordan Henderson by any means, but I think as a squad player for England, I think definitely... to be considered, not consider. he? Yeah. He's been fantastic.
1: He's 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 been fantastic. I, I remember that game very very well, the Blackburn game. I just came back in of holiday, flew in straight down um to Ewood Park, and that was probably along like you said along with the Cardiff game one of the low points of his uh, career at St James's Park. We signed him for literally like. No money whatsoever, you know what I mean. Peanuts when you compare the, some of the money we've wasted on the likes of Laz- Lazar and Co. Um, and some other big money flops like uh, Henry Savé and stuff. Um, we've wasted money after money after money. We've signed him for absolutely nothing. He's come in, he's tenacious in the tackle. He's it, he's made yours truly eat humble pie because I'd wrote him off and I was fed up after the Cardiff game because I thought it was disgusting and unprofessional. But since then, it's obviously came out, his his, his family life. Obviously, uh, as a family man myself, uh, I totally respect where he's coming from uh, and the situation, and a happy home life means happy at work. And when he's happy at work, you've seen the difference that it makes to his game. I think he plays fantastically well uh, alongside... Um, you know, a John Joe Shelby alongside a Sean Longstaff. He makes other players better because they can trust him to do all that defensive work. And he loves plugging the gaps. We look so much tighter at the back, so much more meaner, hungrier. The man um, is a beast. Everybody knows I'm a big David Battymark. Um, I like a tough tackling midfielder. I like that sort of it. He doesn't pretend to be anything that he's not. He doesn't try the John Joe approach or he doesn't try to be an ASM or uh, a Miggie Almer or he doesn't try any of that. He sticks to what he does and he does it effectively for the good of the, uh, you know, for the good of a team. I would agree with you. I think he's been one of the standout performers. I know some people on um, some other platforms and stuff as well don't like the love that he gets, to be fair, this season, but he's stepped up big time, especially, I mean, I thought he did well under Rafa. He's done even better under Bruce uh we've missed him since project restart started and he went off yeah. we missed him big big style in the matches that he's missing he came back and he looked again fantastic um if we were selling him, if we were selling him we'd want some serious coinage for him, but I would keep him all day long and I think nine out of ten uh is a is a definite fair you know fair score He's up there with martin dupravica so far who, who we've scored. So uh, yeah. yeah, nine out of ten and keep all day long.
0: Yeah, I agree. Keep it in a nine out of ten. Let us know what you let us know what you think. Um, listening, but um, on to the next one, which as we record this, we don't actually know if he's a Newcastle player or not. Uh, Matty Longstaff with the contract situation that's loomed over the head of Newcastle fans and him for the for the past twelve months. It seems ever it seemed ever since he scored that goal against Man United, it's kind of been give him a contract, you know, and even when he's been playing in friendlies and stuff, it's been like, give him a contract, get get it sorted. And like, as soon as as the ball crossed the line against Man United, the deal should have been in place, ready for him to sign. And I don't understand why this has fell flat on its nose. To be honest, it shouldn't have done because this 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 lad has got so much potential. He's uh, he's I think whenever he's played, he hasn't looked out of out, out of sorts regardless of the opposition. Um don't get us wrong. There's been there's been a couple of games where he hasn't been a standout, but he's always given hundred uh, percent. And he's even at his worst, I think he's definitely a squad player for Newcastle. Um, I would have him take the place of Bentaleb next season. Um, and, and keep ahead of him. For definite I wouldn't have been Lab anywhere near the first team as I explained earlier. Um or anywhere near any the club. But um yeah, Marty for me is a, has a lot of potential. He's brilliant next to Sean in the midfield. Um and for me, we need to keep this lad. I know this this po- podcast will probably come out and he's probably in his, and he's the end. the deal's probably already to been set up whether he's away where he's out and or footman Watford or wherever he's gone. But um there's a lot of potential in that kid. He outruns everybody. He's got he's got serious potential to become something good for Newcastle, and I think it's a massive mistake Newcastle looking to let him go, and then consider making Bentelev the highest earner. It's just bizarre to me. But in terms of his season, um, I'd, I'm gonna have to give him. A, I think I'll give him a five out of ten, same relatively the same as Sean. Um. I, it's probably a couple more of cracking goals
1: man, Kyle a couple of cracking
0: yeah, goals I'll, I'll, I'll give him a six I think he deserves a little bit higher than Sean because uh, he's had a better season than Sean this season the goalie is Man United obviously in front of the Gallagher end something you don't forget in a hurry and uh, a the performance that went with it as well um, he likes Man United though did not he it's probably worth keeping just a score past them every season so I can wind up the mates you know, about it but, you know
1: um, one of my highlights of it we uh, did a interview with a Manchester uh, YouTuber after the game. And yeah. um, it, when, when he's being referred to as the other long staff or the Tech long staff or not the right long staff, I, I just thought it was h- hilarious. And then you watch other people and other YouTubers, uh, you know, who cover the Manchester scene and they're referring to him as Tech long staff. And everything it is just right, fun, went
0: off it, didn't fun, he? He was like uh funny, the wrong, funny stuff as scored past with again and uh, especially in the away game that I watched back, but um yeah, no,
1: was it wasn't, wasn't S longstaff, it was M longstaff. What the hell's an M Longstaff?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was almost working,
1: it was it was hilarious. But what a, the thing is, what a strike of a football that is. I mean, he nearly scored in the first half as well. He clipped the bar. I mean, with the laser thing. Yeah, event. yeah.
0: The um, you, did I?
1: And that was a good attempt. That was a good attempt. It was a and really then, good attempt. Then go at the event, and that shows you the balls that the lad has got, and the cojones to take that on in a pressurized situation. Your debut, Gallagher end, all of your, you know, your family in the stadium and stuff. Bang, and to take it on and have the confidence and the technique to be able to do that. You know, if, if somebody like a Paul Scholes or somebody did it, then they'd be like, you know, the people would purr over it. But it was a fantastic goal. Well hit, well taken. Um, And, and he's he's got a totally different game to his brother. Uh, I, I like how he plays. I like the passion. There's a naivety to his, his player, but, you know, he needs game time. That's why I was disappointed we signed Bentelev, because I think it was an own goal, because I think it's blocked his way to the first team. Um, and if we out if we're outbid by a Watford, or in even a Udinese or a, anybody else like that, and I think it's a bit of a sad time because I lived through the it's time when time. the Northeast lost all of their best footballers to uh, Southampton, to um, West Ham's, to you know Manchester and all this sort of thing. I, I saw all of that, and and I, and I've banged on about Geordie DNA now for months and months and months and months. We need to keep, you know, the likes of this lad, and if it's for an extra few thousand pound, you know, we've just got rid of, and I mean, I, I did quite a a loud video um, on this particular subject, but for a few measly quid extra, when you're paying a, you know, you well, you, we were paying for Jack Colback, he's now gone. Use them wages on him. It's 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 to me, it's it's a no-brainer. It's all about the connection from the terraces to the pitch. You know, when he's playing well, the fans are singing, it creates more noise, it creates a bit of energy, the team play better. Um, And what what does this say to the other young lads at Newcastle that you can get through, but then it's going to be blocked at the final hurdle? We've heard that it's not great deals of money, it's more about the politics and this, that and the other that's potentially holding the deal back um steve bruce has said the right things but at the end of the day how much control has he got over this contract situation probably not a lot it'll be down to and any minions uh, and you know they will screw you over if they can save the the price of a sports direct mug so um i I think you know you should be paying matty reasonably for what he's done and also the massive the massive potential the massive potential. If he goes elsewhere, Kyle, we're going to get about two hundred grand for him. But all that we've put into him as a club, about two hundred, the two hundred fifty k is a is a fee for developing him and stuff like that. How much is it going to take to replace him? A lot more yeah. than that. It's a no. It's a no brainer. But I agree. If you're six out of ten, and I would have kept him all day long.
0: Yeah, I would. I, I'd keep him yeah. as well, hundred percent. Just that connection, mate. As you you touched on before. Um, he actually lifted the entire camp last season because we hadn't won since the Tottenham game, we'd just been battered, and I mean battered off Leicester the week before the The season was a dire strait, we're in the bottom three and Matty Longstaff stepped up on his Premier League debut and scored um, and it lifted everything, it lifted the season lifted the fan base that were getting, starting to get really frustrated with Steve Bruce and yeah, Mat- Matty deserves so the much on
1: it. He's got yeah. a pair of cojones, no doubt about it, because you talk about pressure. I'm telling you something, right? If that ball's coming to me and it's played over in the middle of the pitch from where he was, you would have shit your pants. I don't care who you are. You've got to be well, well, well up there, like an Alan Shearer, nerves of steel, to be able to say, I want to hit this. And for that technique alone, now, if you can eke more of that technique out of that lad and nurture him, and bring him in and take him out and look after him, and develop him bit by bit, then you're going to have a player there. It's worth the gamble of a two hundred you know two hundred fifty thousand pound payment now, is to see what player you could get for the you know in the future. Because either either he, he's a he's a first teamer for us, and in that case it's great, or if he wasn't to be up to the standard you'd still sell him on for more than that in the future. So it's a no-brainer. But the love that the fans have got for him, the connection, again, another local lad, it's all about getting local lads into the team. And it's like a local lad does well as well. I just think it's a massive own goal by the club if we let this lad slip through the net. And it looks as if we have, because he's out of contract as we record this right now.
0: Yeah, spot on.
1: 6 out of 10.
0: Yeah, six out of ten, and keep away, both agree on that one. But we're going yeah, to move to the last yeah. centre midfielder, and it's kind of just the forgotten man, uh, Henri Saive. I know we've mentioned him briefly, but um, yeah, he's still on the books at Newcastle, and I don't know how. well. But I, I do want to get talking about the wingers. So so for me, um, not applicable since he only played in Turkey at the early part of the season and sell immediately because Steve McLaren bought him in. Can you believe that Steve McLaren brought this lad? Steve McLaren was our manager nearly four years ago. (laughs) His last signing is still here. It's crazy, man. Absolutely mental. It's
1: another another lazar, though, Kyle. It's another case of Newcastle wasting money when we haven't got money to bloody waste in the first place. He's not applicable. He's a sell because we should never have bought him in the first place. Even Mr. Mister Mag- Mr. Magoo would have said, no, I'm sorry, like we're going to take a pass on this uh, this Galar. I know people will bang on about, oh, the West Ham uh, goal, but he gave a goal away in that game as well, so he was only cancelling <laughs> out what he did. <laughs> he's useless. Uh, he's another one. He's up there with Jack Colback and the like. Waste of money. Um, no talent. Shouldn't be at our club, and it's embarrassing that Steve McLaren's last signing is still at the bloody club. Um, inept. In next, not even in the twenty five. Goodness me, oxygen thief.
0: <laughs> yeah, just shit, just pure shit. <laughs> but yeah, we'll move on shit. to the wingers and well, Paul, I'll, I'm just going to give you the floor with this one. I'll let you, I'll let you mark them. I'll let you see if we sell them because I'll just, I'll I'll just default and agree. I don't have the, I don't have the bottle to disagree with you on this subject. But that subject is uh, It's Christian Atsu. So I'll give you the floor, mate. Take it away.
1: Oh, dear. Where do we start with him? Right. I, I will put a little caveat in, first of all, because people say this every time when you mention Christian Azzo He's a lovely lad who does lots <laughs> of fantastic work back in his home country. I do not doubt that he is a lovely bloke and a lovely lad off, off the pitch. But when I'm sitting there travelling to, I don't know, Nottingham Forest away in a cup, or when I'm sitting there watching him play away... Uh, was it a world where he looks like he's walking around the pitch walking his dog. And I've (laughs) travelled all this way and I'm stressed and I'm tired and this, that and the other. And I see somebody who looks as if he couldn't be more, he couldn't be less interested if he tried. I know he's got his his couple of assists and I know it was a good pass for Joe Linton down at the Spurs' uh, new stadium and all of that sort of thing. I, I get it. There is assists, yeah? But to me, he's a footballer who can't really score goals in the Premier League. Again, he can't tackle. He's not physical enough. He hasn't got the pace, the trickery or anything to be able to go past people and create. So w- what does he offer? I want some. I want more ASM and less Atsu. Um, I've spoken about Atsu umpteen times. I just think, yeah, thanks for your contribution in the championship. But he's not Premier League quality. You can see that by the fact he's gone from A to B. And now he's at Z and he's gone probably round the alphabet about 14 times. He's not good enough. He's not a footballer. He looks so disinterested. And I'm sure it was against Wolves. And we were right near the pitch pitch side. And I'm sitting there and, and he's literally just, he's letting somebody run past him. And he's like, he's head down and he stopped running. I, I just shouted, come on, you lazy bastard. Put a shift in. It's the least that I expect. The thing is, I can take getting de- defeats. I can take the being better players and this, that, and the other, but when you're not putting in the graft, I have got a major, major issue with somebody who I think is a bit of a lazy bastard. I think he's a lovely lad off the pitch, but I think on the pitch he is absolutely fucking useless. He is up there just slightly better than Bentelev. That is the level that we're talking about. Now, He's got to be one of the lowest scored on, on this. I can't give him um, the the lowest of low because he does have these couple of assists that people want to sort of put a T-shirt on and give me. But he's got five <laughs> assists. He's got five assists. I don't care. I'll never be he in the Christian after mate, he he go. He's
0: got, he's got three. three assists. Three assists, does he? Yeah. yeah well, he well the, I was no other territory ball. there with Two assists were layoffs: the layoff to Jackrow Villem's against Liverpool, uh, the layoff to John Joe Shelby against Man City, and then uh, the setup. He's actually his first and only a proper assist of the season, which was Tottenham away, uh, which was actually a really good ball. But um, it
1: was a really good ball. It was, and, and for that reason, I would probably maybe give a two or a three. Um, he is absolutely not what I want to see at our football club. He, he he's, he's talentless he, he's, he's not a hard worker he's not a hard grafter and but that is the minimum that i expect if you're playing if you're playing shite, i can ex- i can accept you having a bad game but i yeah. want you to put a bloody shift in and he is a lazy bastard and for that reason i would go a two-hour play i don't know what you're thinking about on, on score but i would wholeheartedly sell on football manager the first thing that i do on football manager if i start a new save is go to Christian Atzer and just for sale, free transfer.
0: <laughs> Mutual termination. Sorry, thanks
1: very much. Yeah, I, I would. I'd give him a termination, <laughs> but that would mean me paying him more money, which, as you know, in Football Manager, you only get £2.50 when you're Newcastle anyway. Um, but yeah, n- nice nice lad, but not a Premier League footballer. I don't even think he's Championship. I think he's probably like Sunderland level. He's that bad. Well, Let him out. Go, down, do... go down the A19.
0: I would give him a free for his free assists. Um, but I would sell straight away. I think he should have been let go in the January when all the Championship were after him. Um, and he wanted just, to stay? He, what? He said he wanted to stay in favour his place. But I think Lazaro coming in... Got kind my of, hopes up. It kind of spelt the end for his, uh, his time at the club uh, for, the, for that season. But with Lazaro being linked away and going to potentially Champions League, there is a chance Atsu could be back on the books next season. Oh, don't but, say um, that,
1: Kyle man. Don't yeah,
0: say that. I, 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 I'm just saying, mate, there's a there's a potential. If Bruce doesn't sign another winger, there is a chance that Atsu could be back on the books. But um yeah, enough, not good enough Atsu for me. Like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be back be on the book and drink tired. if he's
1: back on the books.
0: Walking <laughs> L <laughs> <Okay, laughs> man, he's shite. He's shied. But, I'm yeah.
1: sorry, I know I can I, I can feel the comment section below going, he's a sis. he's not that bad, he's not Honestly, if you've seen him, the amount of times that we've seen him at home and away after you've travelled for all that time and you see, I I, I can't have lazy bastards playing for you. (laughs) I really can't. And that's the same argument I had with Bentelev. uh, Lazy bastard. And it's the same argument I'm using for Christian Atsu. Cracking lad has done wonders in his country and he's putting out of his own back pocket into his, into setting up his own country. At he's built schools. He's built facilities. Fan bloody-tastic what he's doing and all the charity work and stuff. And and I've heard he goes to schools and all sorts. He does a lot extra and above what he should do. But as a footballer, not for me, is the polite way of putting it. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't need to apologise, but it's your opinion, of course. But... Um... Yeah, we'll just we'll just move on. It's a complete extremeness, by the way, because we're going from Christian Atsu to Alan Saint Maximin. Oh, and me, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and for me, I think, uh, I think we're like forty-five minutes in already, and we could go on about Alan Saint Maximin for another forty-five minutes because he's he's just brilliant. Um, for me, it just continues that love, affection with French wingers with Newcastle United. Um, such a skillful player got better as a season I, went I know
1: on. you love Charles and Zogbia. I know he was one of your favourites, wasn't he? Charles and Zogbia.
0: And Sonia, if um, yeah, if jokingly has <laughs> meant to be believed. But um, I didn't actually rate Zogbia. I thought he was really overrated. I remember the goal he scored against Sunderland where he dribbled through like five mannequin dolls. Uh, as that, 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 was Sunderland's <laughs> defense, that was Sunderland's defence that season. Then he smashed the top bins. But... Um, yeah. No, nah, I think with well, Maximin, he's just he's just such a such a delight to watch. And I will say, without Maximin, um, we probably would be a bottom three side. Um, I think he's that much of a difference. I think he gets up the field. He he gives other teams something to think about. He's very unpredictable. He's a because live wire. Causes other
1: teams to shit the pants.
0: Yeah, he does. Um, when when he gets that ball and he takes off. Defenders notice, like they notice straight off. Um, they either try and kick him or they try and, they try and uh, foul him or whatever. The, he's not the, scared, the though, of... is he? He's not scared. No, he's, he's fearless. He's just, he's just a winger that we've needed for such a long time, um, where well, he's just got that ability to change games. Because beforehand, we always had the hard working bunch, but not a player that could change it. He's That's like a Ben Arthur,
1: isn't he? Or, 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 a, or a, like, a, not a Robert, but definitely like a Hatem Ben Arthur, who he, he can just, like, get the ball and the, the skills that he's got and his close control and he's dribbling and he'll take two or three of the, the opposition players out of the game. And then some of the goals he scores, just a, like a funder. Con- I mean, that one against Oxford is pure and, I would say, filth. Of a, yeah, of, of, of we, a needed,
0: we needed that as well because oh. we're in the ascendancy at the time, and it was a proper cup tie going back and forth and back and forth and late in an extra time. And he just steps up and gets, gets what he wanted, and that's where the, the penny copter was born, as he calls it. But, um, yeah, he's just he's, he's such a good footballer, and I would argue actually that he's better than Hatton Ben Arthur. I mean, I know there's a lot yeah. of Ben Arthur fans out there, but I think he's just got that pace. That Ben I didn't have uh, acceleration to, to full speed. I think Maximum just has that has that click that just flies him forward. And um, whereas Ben Benoff, Benoff was probably a better dribbler of the ball, but yeah, I think Maximum's a better all-round footballer. He's more consistent as well. I'd say, but uh, as for score,
1: oh, it's on. just got to be high. I'm just it, saying, it not, is, another highlight of me. I, I, I love him on social media. He gets the fans and he connects with the fans. But I tell you something, I really enjoyed this season that you probably would have uh, maybe forgotten about. But his interview on BBC Radio Newcastle—that's <laughs> that, got to get him an extra point.
0: Only him would him extra on. Yeah, it's got. Him. Mean, it He's not lost. Yeah, it's got him. He does He's he's such a he's just such a humble down to earth bloke. Um, and he's he, football he, obsessed. He's not, he is football obsessed. I just I just think he's an excellent player. But as for his score. Um, I'll, I'm gonna give him a nine out of ten. Like, uh, really, really brilliant. You, oh, I think you give
1: Dubrovka a
0: ten? Did I? Did I actually? Did I give Dubravka a ten? I thought Dubravka, I give um, ten. Did I? I'm gonna have to give Maxi a ten as well then. Um, because they're on the yeah. they're on they're on that level this season, uh, above everybody else. First Maxie name's on the team. team. Yeah. Um. I I, I do love Maxi. Like, I hope we can keep ahead of him for the long term because he's just a just an utter maverick. He's just just, just brilliant. He's live way, as I said before, brilliant with a brilliant with the football at his feet. And I think the best is yet to come with him. Yeah. Uh, just a fantastic talent.
1: Just just whilst you're on, if there's anybody from Wolves listening, uh just do me a favor, will you please and uh just go and fuck. The hell right off. Because <laughs> you can keep your hands <laughs> off him, like, no, you can go and sign Henry Savay or somebody like that off us but we're not letting Alan St. Maximum go. Um somebody asked me this, how much would you sell ASM for? And I simply said I wouldn't sell him. I would yeah. there wouldn't be a price you could put on his head. If we got took over by the Saudis or whoever, um he'd he'd be a player that I would still keep in the team even if we were to have massive
0: restrictions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's the type of player that we need to be signing. So not, you know, players like how we've signed before, who were like big names previously, like Mike Lowen or you know, a Damien Duff or, or somebody Kobe like Chicken. that. I don't know, but I much prefer to sign hungry, young, exciting, flair players like that. It gets your ass off the seat every single, every single time. You don't know what he's going to do. The opposition don't know what he's going to do. I mean, look at the run against Bournemouth where he was dinking and, 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 and chinking and dancing and skills. And he takes the piss as well. And I love that. I love that fact that he's he's good enough. And the attitude, it all just comes together. Just uh, uh, It's a gift that just keeps on giving. Everything yeah. he does is pure entertainment, he's pure box office, and he puts uh, asses on seats at St James's Park. There's no doubt about it, and we look nowhere near as good without him. But uh ten out of ten and keep all day long. You can stick your money up your ass balls.
0: Yeah, and if we've got taken over, I swear to god, I think the first player we should go after is Wolves' right midfielder Adama Trio because you, could you imagine Maximin on one side oh, and Adama in the other? <laughs> I think I think the defenders of any opposition team would collectively shit, the, shit themselves, to be honest. But um, that, that's, admit, that's me personally. But um, 10 out of 10 for Maxi and uh, keep for yeah. sure. But uh, that's one extreme from Christian Atsu uh, to the man that is Alan St. Maximin. But uh, on to the, the next one. And the next one, Paul, is Miggy Almeron. Um, a lot I've always stuck with throughout the season. Um, even when he wasn't scoring, and that kind of loomed over his head of well, when, you're gonna get, when when you're going to get that goal. But he always worked hard. He always gave everything. And when he when he scored, he couldn't stop. To be fair, and I think he went on to score like um I think it was seven or eight goals in like twenty games. So that's a great return for a player of his caliber, especially. So yeah, I, I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna come out with it and say, um and. An eight out of ten. I think he was fairly solid throughout the season. There was a couple of games where he did go missing, but I think with the way Bruce set up his sets up his teams towards the end, it Miggy suffered a little bit. So how for many me, minutes
1: has he played, Kyle? He's played he's played a lot of minutes. He, he never got any time off, did he? And look at no. that goal. I mean, look at that goal against was it Bournemouth Where he just yeah, like
0: inside oh,
1: Literally uh, un- unfiltered filth of a goal is that uh beautiful beautiful goal start to finish one of my favorites from the season i i know as you have have championed mickey all the all the time we saw him play in the copper america as a number 10 we said he needs to be given a, a chance he needs to be given a chance he's given a chance in that position given a little bit of a license to be able to move about and stuff play him in his right position and you get results. Yes, he's had a couple of uh, negative games, but I would say that's more because Bruce has literally wanted him for every second possible available. There's been no rotation with the lad at all. Love him to bits. The, la- the lads over at Atlanta still message about him now, um, and there's still mega eyes from over there about him. He has been a fantastic signer, worth every single penny. I love his smile, his energy. and Compare him to an Atsu even if he doesn't have a great game he works away he tracks back he's trying to tackle yeah. he's trying to make things happen and when we play well he's inevitably involved he might win a free kick he might have an assist he might score a goal he might win you know whatever else or he gets the ball and he moves it from defense all the way up to the attacking third ever ever so quickly and he and he and he draws maybe two defenders out which creates space for other people. So he's involved in so much of the goals and good stuff that Newcastle score. Um, I, I, I love him to bits. Absolutely love him to bits. Definitely an 8 out of 10. I'd be pushing even towards a 9, but I think it's think fair to say 8 out of 10 across the whole season. But some of the goals that that lad has scored uh, have been a, a pleasure. And, and some of the, the play... And stuff, and I, I'm, I'm buzzing. And I was buzzing when he scored that first goal. Um, and but yeah, goals like Bournemouth absolutely explicit yeah. over 18 yeah. stuff,
0: brilliant! Yeah, I, I, absolutely fantastic, mate. He's been all season. Um, keep, I'll definitely keep, keep. keep him, keep and then eight out 10. Uh, we'll move on to yeah. the next one, which is Matt Ritchie. Uh, he spent most of the season injured because that dirty. Bastard, chowdy with that awful tackle, which never got a red card, and Fucking I still coward. don't know this. I still don't know this day how it wasn't a red card. It was absolutely despicable. And I think if we were, if uh, that was given as a red, we would have went through that night as well uh, against Leicester at home because we we're the better side. Go, uh, and yeah, we had Custer's, point, Custer's point. points at
1: That little that little piece of shit. I'm telling you something. I was I was furious. At, I was so wanting him to uh to get some re- get to get back fit and to get some retribution on that absolute uh, slime ball. It was un- untrue. He's um he's a piece of work game, that Chowdhury, and um he needs teaching a lesson.
0: I uh, he needs knock down a peg or two, like, but uh yeah. I'll just i I'll just correct you, Paul. It was that it cost with the, the round two of the cup, not points. But uh before I know, someone but else. What I'm saying is
1: in the games afterwards, in the games afterwards where we were missing Richie. That no doubt cost us points going forward. I know we got uh, knocked out course, yeah. and stuff, but like it, it, it robbed us of a player that we rely on a lot. You know for his workmanship uh, and his graft uh, and his attitude and his banter. Love his banter. Yeah.
0: yeah, He's a he's a top lad. I think one of his moments of the season, Brighton away. Dreadful, dreadful game. Nil-nil draw. Just sick of me life watching it. Um, And then the ball goes out for a throw in or free kick, I think it was, I don't know, to the Brighton player and he calls calls the referee, uh, I mean, the linesman a wee dick. Fantastic. It's like, (laughs) is Richie Scottish? Has he got like a grander that's Scottish maybe? Um, Because I thought he was like from down, like, I thought he was, I thought he was like with, I thought he was like an English player with like Scottish heritage, but um, definitely not now after hearing that, (laughs) after the word just.
1: Who can forget the corner flag as well?
0: Oh, he corner battered flag. The, Yeah, he battered the corner flag into that poor oh, season. That oh yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm he got a Sky Sports interview out of that, didn't he? Crack, yeah, good. the
1: most famous bollocks since St. James's Park.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um I I think Richie's had an all right season. He scored a couple of goals when he's beat when he's played. Obviously, always get the hundred percent effort, but I think he's made more mistakes this season. Than he's made in any other. Like he's given away daft penalties, he's given away the ball the he's well, had, Yeah, he's had, he's missed yeah, he's missed a penalty or two as well. Uh, Southampton Springs to mind. Um I'd probably say it's Richie's worst season as a Newcastle player, but he set the standard so high, you know. Um so I'm gonna give him. Uh, I think there's definitely more to come from Richie for sure. Uh, I definitely keep him, but I can't give him any more than a than a six out of ten. To be honest, I don't think he's exactly what lit, I was thinking. I don't think he's um, lit up the lit up the squad and things like that. Like, but yeah, it's just I think he's just had a had an average Joe kind of season. He's capable of so much more. He scored scored a beautiful goal in Sheffield United um, across across the defender and across the goalkeeper, and his finish against Tottenham was just. Beautiful, but like, yeah, he hasn't had the greatest of seasons, He's made more mistakes than out else. So, that being said, six out of ten for me.
1: Yeah, I, I I would agree with that one. I will just say, from from a perspective, when you're watching him live in the stadium, um, I, I love how vocal he is and how he organizes the team and how he constantly demands, um, more and improvements and work rate. Because that is something that I personally hold very strong to my beliefs about how football should be played, um, and he's sort of cut from the same cloth. So it's it's really funny when you see him at St James's, and obviously we're quite close to the pitch and stuff, um, and you hear him barking. Or if you're watching him, obviously with there's no fans in, and you hear him talking to his teammates and stuff like that, and the band there, um, he, he's, he's like a great you know, a great lad, but judging it purely on, on the football on the pitch, I think you've been very fair with the score. But of course you'd keep him. He's a model model professional and he's a he's a captain, not officially, but he's a captain in how he um how he works and how he operates and how he you know critiques and works with others in the team. He's a fantastic player. And no doubt we missed him badly because of that uh, Slimy piece of uh, chicken shit, uh, you know, down at
0: Leicester. Yeah, for sure. But um, we're going on to the last of the three loanees now. Um, Valentino Lazaro. And obviously, we spoke about before that he's probably out the door, which might lead us to get more of a chance. Uh, So, regardless of what we say in this uh, podcast, it's more than likely he's going to be away in any way because he's been linked with other other teams and to be fair, since he joined, his agent has been counting him left, right, and centre anyway. So to be, it's be it's been coming. This it's not it's not um it's not it's not a shock, is it? It's no, not a shock, but no. um, it's been a shame for Lazaro. I'll first foremost five out of ten, um, but I think it could have been higher if he got given more of an opportunity. Um, I think he only had two or three starts. I've said this for a while now, I think there was a, a deal in place where he couldn't play over a certain amount of minutes um, and anything over yeah, that, there, the was, there was extra payments in place with Inter Milan and we, we just couldn't go over their minutes and it's a shame because he was good enough to start every game when the legs of Jolton that were playing and you think, well, could you move, move it around a little bit, play Lazaro on the right and and, and, and move it around a bit to, to, to get the, um, get Jolton out of there and play Lazaro instead. Because I think connecting with Miggy and Alan saint in particular, I think it'd be fantastic. But it's a 5 out of 10 on the basis that we could have seen a lot more and it could have been a lot higher of a score. um It was clear as day there was no intention to pay 20 million for this lad, even though it was an, an agreed fee if we wanted to, wanted to access it. But it's a shame because I think I th- I think ra- he's been
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, been it. I think the raw ingredients are there, Kyle. Uh, he, he's, he's got pace, he's got tricks, he's got some skills. Um I think he's got a goal in him. I mean he was I think he was fortunate to score against West Brom, I, I really do. Um but he he's one of them players that when we were safe, Bruce should have looked at it a little bit more, given more of an opportunity to. We didn't, which makes you think um that he's perhaps has got something written into his contract and Bruce was very much aware that it was a large part of his potential, um, you know, transfer budget as you were. But um, yeah, unfortunate. I think he will go on and he will do well and he's supposedly going to a Champions League club. But I think you you can't score much more than a five based upon the limited impact that he's uh, been afforded. But, how much is that is down to him? How much is down to Bruce? How much is down to opportunities? Did he work well? Did he train well? Um, I, I, I don't know. I just think we've not seen everything of this lad, you know. At at, at the moment, I wish him well, um, and I feel a little bit disappointed that we haven't seen, you know, more more of him. Because yeah, exactly. I want to see less Christianato as well, so anything that uh, helps that is also a good thing. Uh, but yeah, he's going to need to be replaced, Kyle. But uh, I'd, I'd personally would have seen if we could have got him out on a on another loan deal, I'd have kept him um, and had a had a season to see what he's like and really integrate him into the squad. And yeah, uh, and and try to work with him, but uh, nah, Steve Steve Bruce has clearly not seen enough to where uh, to float his boat and he's let him go back to where uh, to Italy where he's yeah. going to be there for probably not much longer because he's be going to be shipped out again.
0: Well, speaking of not much longer, um, onto the next player, Mutu. Uh, I, just to just to say though, I would have kept Lazaro in the team uh, along with Paul, and obviously five out of ten I went with, yeah, um, but. On to Mutu, um, the forgotten, forgotten, forgotten man. Um, I mean, this lad, I don't know what it is, but since we're signing him, he just has not been in the squad at all. It's been a, it's been a long couple of years for Yoshinori Mutu. It all started so well because in Bruce's first game, I think, or second friendly, he scored. And uh, it was like, oh, well, maybe Mutu's going to play and then he didn't play. And it's like, the poor lad, He hasn't he's never had a run in the team since he signed People still no, don't not, know if not he's even or not. It's like exactly because you could question if he played up front every game instead of uh, Jolyn and would he score more goals than Jolyn and would he have done better than Gale towards the end of the season if he had played. We just don't know. He never got a a run of more than two starts in the team under Rafa, and he hasn't had it under Bruce either. So So
1: again, you don't know what he's like on the training pitch. And this is what is my worry with the lad. Uh, I've said all along, I, I think he should have been given a much bigger chance when we were safe. When we were safe, again, why aren't we trying to learn things ready for next season? It's like I, I don't know what what he's done. As as is he a bit greedy with the old food? Has he nicked some of Rafa's paella? Has he stolen <laughs> the Bruce's bacon sandwiches? Uh, has he insulted <laughs> the wives or something like that? I just I just don't get it. Uh, you know, from what I saw of him before he joined Newcastle, he looked like a more than decent technical player who was capable of scoring goals. We've seen against Manchester United again. He, he looks decent. And what we've seen of him, he looks all right. Um, There was the, um, when the Project Restart was getting away, and we played that game, Uh, was it Middlesbrough?
0: Borough, And he scored aye. a
1: goal there, and you thought, oh, is this going to be his chance now? Is this going to be his chance? Then when we were, we were safe, you were like, oh, is this going to be his chance to be able to get into the team and show everybody what he's capable of? And he just hasn't. There's strong rumours that he's going to be uh, leaving, uh, Newcastle United there's quite a few teams that were circling around him it's going to be on the cheap we're going to take quite a hit on him but I feel disappointed I don't think he's been given a fair crack at the way. But I only put that down to uh, training and what Bruce has seen on yeah. the training pitches and what Rafa has seen on the training pitches I can only surmise on that one uh, but I think based upon the fact that he's not getting any game time I think he, he'd be one of them ones that you're looking to, to resell Up front is where we need um, reconstructive surgery because this is the area of the team that is strongly letting the side down, the lack of goals. So if you're not going to play him, you're going to sell him. Uh, As for a score for this season, he's not really had much. I think he's going to be low down there. He's going to be one of the lows. Yeah, maybe three out of ten.
0: Three or a two. Uh, yeah. just to failure again to the squad, I think, especially when there's been times where Jolton's been severely underperforming, or times where we've even had injuries and he still hasn't had a look in. So three out of ten for me, um and I would sell him on. I think he's just it's just it was just a mistake for him to come to, to Newcastle. Hasn't had that run in the team. Watch him watch him when he goes to his next club where he score loads of goals. Just yeah. to make look flipping stupid. And then we'll have a straight-off two goals between them all season. Be yeah. typical it'll be, Newcastle it'll, right. be
1: another, it'll be like a Yondal Thomason situation. Yeah. It'll be exactly like that. And he'll and go on and he'll do all right and it'll be like, up yours, Newcastle. It always yeah, happens.
0: Florian Tovan, always yeah, Florian yeah, win a World Cup, yeah. So yeah. It's typical It <laughs> happens to all of the time. But um, the last two wingers before we're going to the three main centre-forwards, uh, Josh Murphy and Rolando Arons, um, We'll mark these together, I think. Um Josh yeah. he's done all right at Sheffield Wednesday. Um Sheffield Wednesday want to sign him. I think Newcastle would probably want to sell him, um, if I'm honest, because I don't think he's been great in a Newcastle shirt and maybe I don't know if Bruce would rate him or not. Um but I tell you what he's if you're okay down
1: at Sheffield.
0: Yeah, no if, if you offered me one of um Jacob Murphy or Rolando Arons over our two, I would probably take the two of them over our two, to be honest. Um, but I, I, I just get the feeling it's one or the other with uh, Murphy or Arons because they're very similar in the way that they play. So for me, I'll probably go with Murphy out of the two uh, cause, just because he's, he, he's just played a lot more football at a higher level. But on that basis and that basis only. Um so I'd give Mur I'd give Murphy a non-applicable as he's been playing for a different team. And then Aaron's I would probably give a I'd probably give him a non-applicable again, but I would sell Aaron's. Um I think it's just I think it's finally time to move him on and Murphy. Murphy's a difficult one, but I think I'd sell him on as well, to be honest. Um I think just both of them need new fresh starts.
1: I agree. I think both do need new fresh starts. I know the people down, I know a few people who are seasoned holders down at uh, Hillsborough, they were indifferent at the beginning, but have grown to uh, love him and appreciate him and his work ethic and his goals and this, that and the other. Uh, They haven't got, again, two pennies to rub together, but I think they would take him in a heartbeat if they could, again, on maybe loan uh, or or that side of it. Obviously, he was sent down as a peace offer, wasn't he, after we'd poached uh, Steve Bruce. (laughs) <laughs> um, so no doubt I think probably another loan deal will be sorted out uh, I think with both I would say not applicable because obviously they, they've not really contributed anything to the cause um, and I would sell sell both because realistically I don't think they're going to get into the first team I think when Murphy's been at Newcastle he's not looked at all the Premier League player uh, I think we possibly could have signed the wrong Murphy at, 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 at uh You know, at at the wrong time. Um, But I think championship is possibly their level, like another top end championship type one. Same sort of argument we said with Carl Darlow. Again, good professional, not said a bad word about Newcastle, not put a foot uh, wrong when he's been down in Sheffield. Again, off the pitch, done lots of fantastic things for their uh, charity, gone to the local schools, done all of those, you know, good, great things. Up and above, beyond what they are obliged to do, but um, is he good enough for a Premier League player week in, week out? I would say no. Aaron's again, and it's with regret, uh, to be honest. I say it with both of these because Aaron's burst onto the scene, and I was like, "Whoa!" This yeah. Could be a, yeah, you know what I mean. This could be a, this could be a player. This, you know, it could be our version of a, of a Sterling or somebody like that. You know what I mean. Uh, A lot was expected of him, but there's been issues off the field a lot of the time from what I'm led to believe, what I see in the press. I don't know how much that has affected him when it's come to to the football, but he's had loans at Wickham. He went up to Scotland, didn't he, as well? He went
0: to Slavic Prague as well. He went went all the way out to Slovenia. He went well, well out the way well wide
1: and exactly so that, that that tells you a lot that you need to know I mean he went down to to, to division three at one point and we all know about division three don't we and what's down there um so i would yeah not applicable and i would sell both sadly it is a, a sad one i just don't think the quality is there i know that murphy's a big new Russell fan him and his brother um uh, but sometimes
0: yeah. you've got to make football decisions really and would. would yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Um I've, I, yeah, I've already marked them both, it's fine. But onto the last three uh, on the last three players, which is a straight and then we'll cover Steve Bruce. The first one being Andy Carroll. Um Andy Carroll for me, um I do agree with what Matt Let said, you know, PR stunt to kind of bring him in. But yeah. um to be honest, when he's when he's played and when he can stay fit. There's always a good option there Nandy Andy Carroll, always a good option. I mean, there's been a couple of games this season where he came on and he changed the game uh, completely. The Palace one springs to mind, the Southampton one springs to mind where he's came on and he's just been too much of a handful for these tired defenders who they must look at him and just take a deep breath and hope they don't get brutalised by him because <laughs> you, you, look at the, you look at the height of him, you look at the physical presence, he, he attacks everything. It's just
1: against them though, Kyle. If you notice, he only has to fart in the penalty box, and the opposition get straight away a free kick, and that must be so frustrating. Because you can see the look on his face sometimes. He's like, fuck me, man! I've done now to... I've just breathed. I've just fucking farted or something like that in the box, and you've blown your whistle, you useless galah." Um, and that is that is difficult. But he's a striker, Kyle, who's scored no goals this season. And we're going to get on to Joe Linton shortly. But yes, he's got the assists and stuff like that, and. He causes um, issues in, in the opposition penalty box and, and panic in the opposition penalty box. And there's there's nobody, I suppose, better than that. But he hasn't scored any goals. He hasn't even come close to scoring any goals. And he's spent more time injured than even Dwight Gale. Uh, so it's a lot of time injured. So that's going to knock his score down. The lack of goals is going to knock his, his uh, score down. Because he's yeah. brought in as a striker I agree, I think it was a publicity stunt It was easy Because it's just a, a pay-as-your-play deal And he hasn't bloody played much So we haven't paid much So it's a cheap option which suits Newcastle fine I was surprised we give him another contract Um Personally I
0: wasn't actually I thought, I thought it made you know. sense for them to do so because obviously it would it save some forking out know, 20 million on another striker, which we need to do in anyway. but um, probably saves them buying only needing it's to buy one instead of two. It's
1: a sticky plaster to me. Andy Carroll's a sticky plaster on a, a very large wound. <laughs> call me old fashioned, call me old fashioned, but I do like my strikers to score a f- just a few goals. It, w- it would the- be nice, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, again, lovely lad. And again, you know, he's a family man and all of that with all the greatest of respect. And I I love him. And I I wanted him every single time he's crossed the line. He's come on. I was desperate to get him to score goals. Come on, just get a header in, uh, out. But I don't know, he's just, I think his body's telling him that his time is pretty much up. Uh, But we have signed him up. He is going to get another year. He is going to get another crack at it but um, he, he spends more time injured than, than Dwight Gale. Uh, and right. I just don't think we can afford to carry passengers. In an ideal world, we should be able to replace Andy Carroll with another another striker who can score goals, yeah. who can work hard. But I've no doubt he's a very committed, professional, uh, local lad um, and all of that, and a great lad, and a great character by all you know reports. But great character and this, that and the other doesn't bang in ten to fifteen goals. That's that's my problem with Andy Carroll.
0: It is an it is an issue, like, but I'm gonna give him a four out of ten, I think, for the season. Yeah, and then I will I'll say I'll say keep. But um onto the on probably the most controversial one of the list. Joe Linton, forty million, um, two league goals to show for it. He played every game, so that's two goals and thirty-eight appearances. Um for me, I will say straight from the off, I'll keep him on the basis I think he deserves a second season um to prove he's worth, but that's the only reason to give him a little bit more time. I think he's got like six months to prove it. I think if he plays I think if it's the same Joe Linton as this season that turns in next season for the first half, I think. Sell straight away, but um, this season I would give him a, a three out of ten. Um, one of the lower players on the list. I think he's just been don't get us wrong. There's glimpses of quality there, but if if you think he's a centre forward, then you're just just delusional because that yeah. man is not that man is not a centre forward. Um, he just doesn't make the runs of a centre forward. Yeah. He doesn't hold the ball as like a centre forward would do. Uh, he doesn't link up the midfield like the centre forward would. If anything, he's good at being a part of the link up to bring the ball forward. But he can't. He can't run it. He doesn't run into the box. He, he always should have been given,
1: given that shirt, Kyle. He shouldn't have been given the bloody no. shirt. That was a stupid, uh, stupid decision based purely upon the fact that he's our record transfer signing. He um, is not worth. He was. He was. He was not worth. He is not worth three Solomon Rondoms. No, no
0: I'm way, telling you no. that
1: straight away Um we should have spent the 15 million on uh, getting Rondon in we all know that he's not a striker he is a player who plays off a striker or plays in a two uh, or a three man attack yeah. I will say that as the season has gone on and certainly towards the end of it Steve Bruce has managed to A get him stop being as mangy he's B got him to stand on his feet and become a little bit more physical he's got him to turn round and look at the goal, get in the box a lot more. And he's also taught him that if you get knocked, you need to get up and turn around and bust a good to get in the box if you're not already in the box. Make something happen, face the right way, do the right things, and good things will happen. I've seen a better Joe Linton recently than what we we did before. But look at that finish against Spurs. That is a good, good finish. Look at Google, uh, YouTube or whatever, his goals previously in Germany, um, he can score goals, but he isn't a striker. Uh, again, I agree with you. He's got to be given up this next season. He's gone from Brazil to Germany to England, different cultures. We've got to give him that extra time. Think of like likes yeah. of Tovan and stuff like that. Um, we can't afford to cash in on him now because we'd get, you'd be lucky to get five to 10 million. You'd take a yeah. massive hit on him. And again, if he was then to come good, you'd kick yourself. So give him that support. I just think when we signed him, we should have signed him along with another striker or two, and then you could have took him in and out, in and out, nurtured and slowly built his confidence up and integrated him into the unit. We've been that desperate for bodies, never mind strikers, up top because Gale's been injured all the time, because Carroll's been injured all the time, because Moodoo's nicked the bacon sandwiches, that he's had to play every match and he's had to play in a in a in in an alien situation for him because he's not used to playing it. He's he's not been able to be that focal point of the attack. And again, I've mentioned him before and I want to mention him again. Jondal Thomason, it reminds me of that situation where he was thrust forward as a striker when he was never a striker. Then he buggered off to uh, Milan and uh, various other clubs and he looked he looked decent young Dal Thomas yeah. after he left us. But I, I think we've got another situation like that. I think your score for him is perfect. I would keep him. And he's got another year to be able to prove it. He's come out at the end of the season. And he said, you'll see a different Joel next year. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the haircut on the last day of the season was bloody stupid. We're playing Liverpool. That you're painting your not hair I'll red. For
0: that now. I know, now I've been reminded. But... Oh. Um, Yeah,
1: silly boy. I thought you you just look you look a bit stupid there. Um, But uh, but Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce likes him a lot. You can tell that, and I think he is trying to nurture him, and he is trying to work with him and improve him. But he's it's a centre back teaching a striker. Yeah, for
0: sure. An attacking
1: midfielder, really.
0: I know I spoke about publicity stunts with Andy Carroll, but I think this was this was one as well with Joel, and because we paid we overpaid for this man uh centre forward there was a lot of pressure and I think but they've just tried said? I think they've tried to bring him in to, to kind of try and sell tickets. But um Joel and for you. me he's not a centre forward. I mean it was only a couple of weeks prior to it happening. Um but I remember Jocelyn got so so much shit for leaving uh when he left on the way out. Oh I'm glad you're leaving, you shit, you're an awful centre forward, you this, you that but I, I think Joss a better centre forward than. Uh, jo, I think was a centre forward than um. At least he knew how to link up with midfielders and knew little things, like holding up the ball and winning the ball in the air. He's more of a striker than what Jolenton is, and I, I know plenty, Joel Linton's
1: having to be taught it. He's yeah,
0: having to be uh, taught it. He's he's learning on the job. Is Joel? Now I think Joelinton deserves um the, a little bit more time, and he deserves that. He deserves to 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 learn to learn on the job a bit more, but we'll, I think it's at the second season. We're going to have to start seeing some some improvements. Yeah. And I think I don't think it's just scoring goals. I think it's linking up with the midfield and things like that. Because I think if we could see that and see a progression in him, I don't think there'll be as many people on his back. But it's a big, big season for uh, for Joel and for sure.
1: He's he's a good athlete, but I don't know if he's a good footballer and that's surprising saying like where he's from in Brazil obviously a really football mad country but he just doesn't seem to have the football intelligence levels and that's not being condescending or rude or anything but if you watch him live in the flesh at St James's or away from home sometimes you just think if you had that football mouse about you then you would get yourselves into you know better situations do you need to be told that you need to get in the box to score goals because that's where most of your goals are going to come from um, You know, I just think I, I can see small little green shoots of recovery, and I hope that continues because he's going to need a lot more than little green shoots next season. Because fans will start getting on on his back and stuff like that, Um wow. and, and I want I want to support the lad, and I do any time, any place, even when Christian Atsu crosses the line, I might be a bit frustrated <laughs> and stuff, but I'll still cheer on anybody who's wearing that shirt. With that badge on, all of the time, and I'm, again, Joe Linton. If one go, one or two goes in off his ass, one goes in off the back of his head, I'll still cheer and celebrate. Of course, I will. Um, but he has had a disappointing season, based upon the money we spent and the expectations that we had. Even his name was perfect for you know Joe Linton tune for scoring yeah. and stuff like that. But it was stupid. Again, another daft publicity stunt to give him the number nine shirt. Should never have had the number nine shirt. It would have took a lot of pressure off his back. But uh, a good finish against Spurs. Can we see a bit more of that? Um, we yeah. need to, or otherwise it'll be uh, cheerio adios when it comes to the end of next season. Whether we still go down or taking over or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sad. I'm sad for him, but uh, he has another opportunity to turn it round. But he needs to grasp it.
0: Yeah, for sure. mate. mean, um, so Jordan's a keep, but three out of ten, very poor season. Yeah. And onto the last outfield player that we're going to cover in this today. Um, so if you're still with we for sticking with we, no, uh, And end on Dwight Gale. Now Dwight Gale had Finally. a poor, poor first half of the season, mostly injured and uh, in and out with uh, off the bench and not really making any impacts. And he had this game against Wolves away from home. Where he linked up with Miggy beautifully to score, to for Miggy to score his goal, and then he got injured and then he was out the squad again until project restart, or Southampton and Burnley came back in before the lockdown, and uh, um I'd say since the restart during like the restart he's probably our best player, <laughs> um I hate to admit that man because I've given shit but. He, he was probably the best player. He scored, what, five, five goals? Four or five goals in that time. Uh, he looked very good in connecting with the likes of Maximin, Almiron. And just, it, it was the closest we had to centre-forward this season. So, I think on the basis of that, I'll give Gale a uh, six out of ten for sure. Um, really good end of the season. And I think had played in the four two three one 3 one all season with Maximin and stuff around him. From the start of the season to the end, I think he would have scored over 10-15 goals, yeah. and, and he would have been, it would have been probably given him a nine, maybe even eight nines and tens, um, if he was playing it's up front. Like right. that. But uh, it's a case of keeping him fit, one and two, just, just keeping that consistency because Gale, if he does leave in the summer, which I, f- I still think he will, by the way, at least he ends. No, like at least the ends showing the Dwight Gale that we fell in love with in the championship, and not the one that kind of s- s- stayed with when kind of just hovered around like a like a smelly like a smell, just hovered around like a smell towards the end. But no, he scored a couple of goals. Remind who, who he actually is, and uh, if if he does leave from that this point on, then. Yeah, I wish him nothing but the best because he's he's yeah. done well for Newcastle in the Championship and late in this season. But, um, yeah, I think... Yeah, I you, think Gale, you're right. I think with Gale, I think it is a case of sell. Um, If he is... If if Bruce says he's one number two striker next season because we're bringing in another centre-forward, then, OK, no bother, I'll stick with Gale. But I think if we can maybe prize a Colin Wilson in a swap deal or something like that, that's something we should be pursuing. Um, But... Yeah, I think I think what Gale is six out of ten, but I would be I, I'd be looking to sell him in a deal to try and bring a Colin Wilson or a Josh King to Newcastle, maybe from. I mean that makes a,
1: a lot a lot of sense. To be fair, Kyle, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. His form at the beginning of the season it was like a um, it was like a fart in a lift. It was that bad. It stung. Um, the lad got injured and then injured again, and then from the conversations I've had with people who know. Uh, certain people at the training ground, they say, you know, he was complaining about injuries. He was sent away for scans, this, that, and the other. Nothing was there. He was still complaining. Um, I think the suggestion is, he's a little bit of a hypochondriac. Uh It sometimes is in his head, as opposed to an actual physical injury and stuff. But there's no doubt, when he when he plays out of the strikers that we've got, if you give him two, three, four chances, he'll score one or two goals. Um yeah. He's, he's, he's not like a machine, one chance, one goal, like like a Shearer. But give him a couple of chances and he and he will notch. It's a, just a case of frustratingly keeping him fit. He did fantastic for us in the championship. The writing was on the wall when we swapped him for Rondon that season. He's come back in and he's probably a little bit miffed that we got rid of him and now we think, well, you know, I'm a sloppy seconds type thing. Um you know, and I've already said I, I would have I would have swapped him straight away for Rondon. I'd have sent him back down again this season. Uh, if there's a chance, if there's a chance to get the Callum Wilson in and, and do a bit of a deal involving Dwight Gale going down, us getting Callum Wilson and obviously sending some cash down, then I would do that. But uh, there's no doubt the Dwight Gill we saw right at the end of the season, some good, nice finishes in. He's ended up with a flurry. He's, he, you know, we, we would thank him for all that he's done for the done done for the club. He's always going to have that label of is he Championship or Premiership quality, um, but certainly I think f- from from a chances perspective, he's currently our best striker. But as I said before, the the goal scoring area of the pitch needs some serious serious work because we can't afford to be going into a season only scoring thirty odd goals. Because it puts Again. such a, a pressure on your your defence to keep clean sheets, goals, win games, goals, get your points on the board, and goals will push us upwards in the league table. Goals will give us a chance in cup competitions, because uh, you know there's been times when we've we've played quite well, but we haven't been able to stick the ball in the net. We've gone in trailing or level at half time when we could have been in, into a lead. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, I'd I'd love to bring a Callum Wilson in. I really, really would. So, yeah, it would be a case personally of saying thank you, Dwight, but it's it's time to move on.
0: Yeah, um, I I mean let let us know what you think of Gail. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know whether it would be a controversial one or not to keep ahead of him. Um, but onto the last one now, and I can imagine this is last the this, this is this is the <laughs> big one. And the manager Steve Bruce, he's been in the job over a year now, believe it or not. But um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a weird season because if you look at it on the surface, right, and we'll finish we'll finish roughly mid-table, quarterfinal of the FA Cup, not bad, right? And it's probably worthy of a maybe seven or even eight out of ten if you look at um, look at the season, but look, just look at it on the surface and. Oh yeah, he's came in. They were expect to get relegated, and oh well, would they didn't, and he steadied the ship. And if you believe all these pundits and TV companies and whatnot and whatnot, he should be one of the managers of the season because he's been magnificent, according to them all. But um, yeah, if you look, if you delve deep, and when he first took over, um, we had a shoddy start of the season. We got that win at Tottenham. We didn't take advantage of it. Um, it took a couple of weeks again to get traction. Uh, he went to Rafa's Tactics, which is why he constantly gets the comparison now, because uh, he tried to copy the nerds' homework and copied it poorly, and we started to get beat and started to get beat badly. So he changed it again to a 4-2-3-1. It worked in a little bits against him, had some amazing performances. Um, but if you do look deep... Some great moments in this season. Don't get us wrong, Tottenham away. Um, I would hold up there one of the best days of my life, but um it's been a frustrating slog of a season. Um there's been some, some games. where thing, draft, it, it has. Uh, just there's just been some some games where I've just wanted to dive head first into like into my wall. Um it's just been really frustrating. Like the good moments the euphoric moments this season have been brilliant. But the bad moments, Leicester away, Leicester at home. Um He's been a st- lucky lad.
1: He's been a lucky st- lad, Kyle. If you look at it, look at some of the games like Everton away. We deserved jack shit from that game. Yeah, we were nothing. disgusting for 92 minutes. And then it was a freak result. The Chelsea game, nil-nil. Uh, literally gra- smash and grab raid. And then you look at some of the other games, like was it Burnley at home and stuff like that, when they just literally dross. The football has been dross. But you can't deny that he's come in and done better than we expected. We thought we'd be whipping boys in the league and we'd probably get relegated after coming in and replacing Rafa. It was an unenvious task to replace Rafa. And he's come in and he's come in with a dignity, which is above and and beyond him, come in with with a, a dignity, He's done better than what we thought. Um, he's studied the ship, done all right, but some of the football has been awful. At the end of the day, um, and I'd put him as a decent season, but I think we've missed an opportunity. I think the FA Cup was a bit of a, um, a surrender. I think if you're going to lose, you're losing abject. the right way, uh, yeah. yeah, and a bit of an abject uh, failure. And we've proven last season. Um, and even this season against Manchester City that we can give them a go but on that particular game it was just a sort of hands up surrender and it was very much in keeping with Mike Ashley's Newcastle United the way we went out of that cup. We we accepted defeat we just didn't want to lose by too many and yes. and, and that's, that's that was bad for me and, and akin to also some of the absolute uh, hidings that we've had off the likes of Leicester uh the issues around squad rotation and then players getting injured because you're playing them too much in 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 a short period of time i think would knock him down to maybe a five i think he's done he's done okay he's done okay
0: i'll give him a seven um i think I, I think if you look on the surface which many will that on the surface of things we've exceeded expectations and we're we not relegated so it should be we should be happy with that. I mean, don't get us wrong, I'm not, because I think Newcastle are more than capable of doing much, much more, especially as a club, but we've just been we've just been kind of drowned by Mike Ashley. Um, it's starting to get worse and worse, and obviously we're so desperate for this takeover to happen, but it, I don't know. It's in the balance at the minute. We don't know. Yeah. But He's um, been very
1: dignified. I will say yeah. that. He's been very, very dignified. I'd maybe go up to a six, uh, but I think yeah. seven is a bit of a... It's a bit of a nosebleed territory for me to give Steve Bruce a, a seven. But, um, yeah, I, I certainly thank him for the job he's done in very, very difficult circumstances. A lot yeah, of people have said that he's a puppet for the Ashley regime. He's the mouthpiece for the Ashley regime. But me, on the other hand, I would say, uh, yes, he has told the company line, but he's got to. He works for them. Um, and he's he's done better in the situation than what I feared last summer because after Rafa left I thought the the world would end I really really did and yeah. then when you get linked to the Sheffield Wednesday boss you're like oh really are we going back to Steve McLaren mark 2.0 that was my worry he's certainly yeah. done a lot lot better than that and well, yes a lot I mean,
0: better than McLaren so, so there's that, that's something yeah
1: yeah and, and there's there's been there's been some good good results and even the performances occasionally We've had some good performances, like Sheffield United, likes of Bournemouth away. Uh, we've had some good performances and stuff like that. But yeah, there are still question marks. I'd have given it a five or a six. You'd have said seven. Um, but, but yeah, I think he's done it. He's done decent, hasn't he?
0: The things yeah, but there's been a there is a couple of major questions regarding them, like squad rotation. Does he know his best yeah. team? Like formations, he kind of just threw shit at the wall and see what's stuck, kind of thing. <laughs> and like, I mean, I I, I I mean, I'm not against it because it worked at the end of the day and we didn't get relegated. Whereas Bournemouth and Norwich and uh, you know them teams are looking looking probably thinking we could have done with a Steve Bruce to to steady the ship. But, um, yeah, I think...
1: Do better than
0: Eddie Howe, hasn't he? Done better than he, Eddie Howe? He has, but um, I, 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 he seems a lovely bloke as well, to be fair. Um, yeah. A funny man with uh, how's the beating, did you say? And <laughs> putting Craig Hope on blast after Burnley. But, um, no, I, I think he's whether the takeover happened or not, I think he earned himself at least six months because of the season that he had. Um he, I mean, I've always said he isn't the man to take what the next level, but he is. He he does deserve a chance to to try and do that. But for me, there is a couple. He's there a late Charlie
1: appointment.
0: He is a late the appointment. And that that's true, but he he has done relatively well considering the the protests and the toxicity at the top at the start of the season, and um, the, all the takeover talk at the end of the season where it was like he was kind of being linked out the job that he was already in so it was relentless for him so to be fair I think there's only been like a couple of months in this season where he's been able to do the Newcastle job without any outside interference kind of thing so with a lot going on he's just managed to steady the ship and I think he deserves a lot of credit for that to be fair so I'd say seven out of ten is fair but uh, if you're going to argue with six I wouldn't they wouldn't fight on a hill and die for the 60 you know what i mean it's one of them but um yeah i mean i think that spells yeah it spells the end i think i said i said at the start of this 40 minutes to an hour grab a cuppa i don't know how many (laughs) they have done (laughs) because it's went a bit longer but um i it's been part two obviously you can catch part one as well on spotify and yeah, in the next episode we'll be doing like a season review, with favourite moments, or least favourite moments, and and all that good stuff. That'll be probably early next week, and we'll probably talk more stuff about takeover and the and where the petitions led and stuff like that as well. But again, massive, massive achievement making the hundred thousand. Keep support and keep spamming the Premier League. Keep keep the pressure on them. Keep it up, but, the pressure. Um, but um, yeah, that's been it for keep, uh, keep ourselves with myself and Paul. Um we still need a name for uh, the for the podcast. So if you want to uh, message in with your suggestions and stuff, or either comment or whatever, we'll see them regardless and get in touch. But um, as always, it's always been a blast to record with you, Paul. But uh, yeah, we're saying off for man. the night. But um, yeah, I've been Kyle. This has been Paul, and uh, yeah. <sighs> Stick with for for next week. Plenty of stuff to come <laughs> on by twenty four seven. And uh, yeah, Keep catch you all in a bit. See us later. Keep it tuned. Okay, it's um, it's still going. It's
1: still, still going. On. I. Th-